0: Producer Michael Miracle here, and before we get into today's podcast, I'd like to quickly invite you to join the I Work For Him nation. Being a part of the nation is all about being Jesus in your workplace because you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. So head to our website, iworkforhim.com, and click on the nation flag, then prayerfully consider joining the nation. We'd love for you to join us in this workplace movement. Thanks again for listening. Here's today's podcast.
1: You know, every day we try to challenge and equip you to recognize That the freedom you've been given in Jesus is a freedom that all those you work alongside each and every day, they need to hear about it. So hopefully we're here to encourage you. We've prayed for you. However you're listening, just make sure you tell some friends. Have them check us out online at Facebook, iWorkForHim, or maybe online at our website, iWorkForHim.com. That's iWork, the number him. (laughs) How about the number four him.com out there? You can find out a, a, just a load of all of our past broadcasts and podcasts so that you can hear where we've been and where we're going. And you can also find out about events we've got coming up. Just check us out. Make sure you participate. You can sign up for a weekly newsletter I do, which has a little blog from me and then a link to all the shows in the past five days. I for That's I work, The number four him.com. Ah, youth. You know, what a blessing it is to know everything and think you're going to live forever. The bliss of youth is incredible. It's too bad that youth is fleeting and gone, especially for me. Even for today's young Christ-following professionals, they realize that life is short and they're on a mission to make an impact on whatever it is that they've been called to do. On mission every day. That's what we call I work for him. Today, David Moss from Moss Nisa, Nissan joins us. That's not a, That's not Moss Nissan Nissan. It's just David Moss from Moss Nissan. He joins us back in the studio with a few. Nope, just one. With Ricky Santana, his internet sales guy. You're the manager, internet sales manager, right, Ricky? Yes, that is correct. Okay, well, I'll introduce you in a second. You shouldn't have talked. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. Just <laughs> it's, Friday. it's Friday. It's Friday. It's Friday. Hey, we're just learning. David Moss, Ricky Santana, welcome to I Work for Him.
0: Thank you so much for having me again, man. Thank All you right. for having both of
1: us. Oh, we're excited. Ricky Santana, this is your first time on the show. David's been, been here a few times. Internet sales manager. Correct. All right, so, and you're and you're in charge of selling new and used on the internet?
2: Everything that has to do with social media, the internet, I have my hand and pulse on it. Wow, that's a lot, because you it's guys have strong. a lot of inventory. Yes, we do, and not only on that, but I also do the, uh, the Spanish end of it, too, so... We've getting um, Mr. Moss over here some Spanish lessons, and he's been on there too.
0: You've been learning Spanish, David. Yeah, it was pretty fun. We did it. We did a commercial yesterday. No, and and uh, I
2: didn't say.
1: I didn't say. You know, you just all, what Ricky said is that he told you what to say, and you said it. I said, "Are you learning Spanish?" Oh yeah. Memorizing Spanish is different than learning Spanish.
0: I, I I'm learning it. I'm learning the important ones.
1: Do you have it in high school or not?
0: I did not. I, I took it, but I didn't take it. I'm sorry.
2: Right. <laughs> well, none I mean, of us did that in high school <laughs> yeah. but, but he's been he's been a good student uh, when he was actually in, in the sales force right um he had walked up and he said ricky um i got these customers they don't speak in english what do i do i said follow me and i went <laughs> over and i told him in spanish that he was going to show him the car and i said just go show them the car be you And that's where he got his first Spanish lesson. He uh, learned a few words, and they loved him, and he sold the car. It was pretty cool. They spoke no
0: English. So the whole time I'm using my eyes and my hands and smiles, and I'm just like thumbs up the whole time. And they kept thumbs up and back like they love the car. And I'm like, this is going to work. I think, Ricky, I need you to do the rest, but I'm going to try to do everything I can possibly do.
1: (laughs) I want to start You know, what I love about David Moss is that you get what you see. And David Moss is a second generation at, at Moss Nissan up there in Newport Richie and in
0: Crystal River. Thank
1: you. I was, I was I'm picturing the river, the manatees, and all of a sudden I dropped the name. All right, so <laughs> no The manatee. That, I love that state park where you can go underwater see the manatees. Love that, David. When you hear "I work for him," what is that? How does that resonate with you?
0: Well, it's so funny, man. But because I have about an hour drive from from work to uh, the station, and me and Ricky, we drove together and we were kind of sharing. Some stories, because I've worked with Ricky. Ricky, when did you start working with my dad? Just uh, ask. 2003. 2003. You've and been making a... that
2: drive since 2003? Well, when we came over from the Orlando market three years ago y- is yep. when I started okay, making okay. that drive, but even then, it was still an hour drive to where we were at in Sanford.
1: Wow. Okay.
2: It was pretty cool, but we were sharing some
0: stories, and I, and I told him a story, and I'm going to share it with you real quick. I'm going to share it with all the listeners, is... You know, last year, t- 2016 was actually a little bit of a tough year for us. It was a tough, tough year for uh, for all of us because we came from the Orlando market where I, it w- we were the most branded name in Orlando. I mean, if you were buying a car, the name David Moss just popped up. It just happened, and we were we were doing very, very well. And the t- everyone wanted to work for us. It was really, really good. It was really, it was just really awesome. You know, God was working with us a lot. Well, we came over here, and there was some challenges. We've never done bad, but we weren't where we thought we could be. We weren't where we wanted to be. So we kept our, we kept applying a lot of pressure, and we started pulling back from the things that made us who we were, like following Christ, and started following how, how do we how do we grow business, and it got really really bad there for us, um, the the families we were fighting. It wasn't it wasn't everything it should be, at the end of 2016. At the end of 2016, I prayed with all the family, and I said, guys, we're going to give this year to God. We're going to let God run our business, and we had a absolute, complete record. 2017, and I'm talking to a lot of people from uh, from the car business now, and they're having they're struggling this this month already. January is a struggle, and we are tracking. January is always a struggle. We're tracking to absolutely blow out every record we've ever had in January, and we are giving everything to God. We are praying at work. We are having devotions every morning. We won't even start work until we do our devotions, and it is just absolutely breathtaking to see how everybody's growing since we've been working for him hmm.
1: i love that ricky santana as the internet sales manager you've been selling cars for, for how long oh three is that when you started oh,
2: three when i started yes sir. all right and
1: you, prior to that then did you come right out of that other career that, what was your career before that i was in the pro wrestling business pro wrestling which is why he's got that voice he's got the voice you see the pipes <laughs> on this guy okay all right is it really possible to sell used cars and love jesus and do it all with integrity and, and bring glory to God, selling used cars.
2: It is. I live it every day. I believe that if I've been blessed to have an opportunity to have life after the wrestling business, um, because most athletes don't know what to do after they retire, that... You can only mo-
1: take so many chairs to the head.
2: Right. And your body can only go so fast for so long before it tends to slow down. So... I took it upon myself to look at it from that perspective, that I've been blessed uh, from the Moss family and God to be able to do this. But at the same time, if you're being blessed, I'm a firm believer that you have to pass that blessing on. Sure. So when I talk to my customers, I talk to them like they're my neighbor, they're my friend, and I'm upfront and honest. I don't try to use fancy words or, or do things that are unethical because that's not me. I just don't do that. I've never done that, and I can thank my dad for doing the teachings that he that that he taught me as a young man. Um, I always saw him reading his Bible every morning, and I'd ask, you know, because what what are you doing, Dad? He says, "Um, in the Word." Uh, I can see that. Yeah. Uh, Why? Because the Word has all the answers to all your problems and that's stuck in my head Your dad told you that my dad told that's fantastic me that. and, and and it stuck in my head for so long that you know and and, and it, it, it we all ventured off i ventured off and i'll be the first to admit it but i'll tell you my story in a little while of how it all comes in full circle and how god's plan for me might have been one that was long and getting to because it started 25 years ago Okay, and then it came to full term 15 years ago. And I'll explain that to you shortly. But I'm so proud and so happy to work at a place that has the same thoughts, the same beliefs that I do and that I can share with other people at work and people who come through the door.
1: Mm, I love that. And David Moss, it's got to be fun. Now, Martha and I had the chance to be up in your dealership twice in the last couple weeks as we've been trying to find that perfect minivan to be the iWork Ram road vehicle as we venture across the country later this year. And we didn't get a deal done. We just didn't have the perfect vehicle for what we were looking for. But man, the people... From the minute I was greeted in the parking lot, they escorted us to the front door because we weren't there to see whoever greeted us in the parking lot. They escorted us to the front door. They treated us with utmost respect. They showed us where to go get a water while they were going to trying to find the person we were waiting for As We were waiting for uh, Keith or Sammy. And as Keith and Sammy come up and greeted us, and yeah, I'm giving them a shout out. Hopefully they're listening today or they're listening to the podcast. I mean... It was the most incredible car dealership experience I've had in 30, we bought a car back when we were young, newlyweds, so 21, 22, so almost 30 years, most incredible car experience, and I sold cars, so I know what a a used car experience is supposed to be like, I've sold cars, I knew how to do it with integrity, I've never seen a big franchise dealer do it the way you guys are doing it.
0: Well, thank you, it's, and it, we give all glory to God, you know, that's one thing, I'm, I'm, I'm 100% serious with this, and I... I've put it all out there. My guys know we pray, we do devotions. That's just how we start our day. And we're not going to start our day until we devote our our day to God. And we pray for the blessings we know He's going to provide for us. And we have been provided for. And the guys are seeing that, so they're believing that. And to see some of these guys who come from a little bit of a broken life and background and see them... Turning full circle, as Ricky said, and starting to devote their lives to Christ. It's incredible to witness.
1: Just fun, fun to talk and pray with those guys. It was awesome. I've got in studio a new car dealer and a used car dealer. These guys are together form Moss, Nissan, right up there in Newport, Ritchie, and Crystal River. I, I want, you know, what I love about David Moss you know, is that, David, you're just trying to figure out how to be a car dealer in a world where living in integrity and living out your faith. It's not exactly at the top of the core values of the car dealership business.
0: (laughs) That's true. Unfortunately, that's true.
1: (laughs) Did I say that nice enough? I was trying to be sensitive. I was waiting for a text from Martha going, boy, you need to be, you need to be. Oh, Martha wants me to make sure to say that when we walked in, it felt like walking into somebody's living room. It was so comfortable, (laughs) so friendly, and really not crazy noisy. You had a TV up there, but that the treats, she loved the treats. Anyway, it, it, with, I'm telling you, your dealership, very different. The atmosphere is nice. Everybody gave a pretty dealership. Boy, but to be treated the way we were treated. And we didn't score a deal. I mean, you didn't get to sell me a car. And I really wanted you to sell me a car. Because I would have loved to just put moss right on the side.
0: We can still do that. Don't we worry. Can,
1: okay, we can still put moss on the side. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Okay. Why not? <laughs> there we go. All right. Okay, so here's a verse for you. Both of you. Ricky, I'm going to go to you first. Proverbs 27, 17 says this. As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend how does that fit into how you manage the people that work underneath you in internet sales there
2: at moss nissan for me uh because i've been with the moss organization for so long they kind of look at me as grandpa uncle close family friend and i tell them sometimes you just need to get it off your chest to speak about it to get it out in the open and ask for help because it's not a crime. We all go through trials and tribulations. Mm-hmm. And there's always a season, whether it's a good season or a bad season, but it's all in transition. And I try to sit there, and we have this thing that we call the lap, where I'll take that person that's struggling or is a little bit down, and I ask them, what's on your mind? And, and they go into that personal detail, and we take a lap around that whole lot. And that's I a let big them, lot. Yeah, and I let them get it all out because the key to helping somebody— is what I always say. You have to listen to all 15 words, not the three that are convenient for you, to truly understand what that person's going through or what they're trying to omit to you. So then I turn around, and after they've gotten it off their chest, I speak to them. But I speak to them as if they were my child or my parent or somebody close to me, and tell them that God has a plan. Sometimes we don't understand because we think with the flesh instead of having that. And you may have faith but the partner that goes with faith is trust. You have to trust that God's plan for you is the plan because we all have faith. That blind faith exists, even in simple things. Like when you sit down in the chair, do you actually think that the chair is going to break? No, you just sit. Absolutely. So you have that faith. It's the trust that God's going to create what he needs to do for you for his plan for you because we all have a plan.
1: But every one of us has to get to that spot where we're at the end of our rope where we realize that God's been holding out his rope all along going, idiot, grab the rope. Grab the-. Now, he doesn't say that to girls. He says, sweetie, grab the rope. But to us knuckleheads, he says, grab the rope. I got the rope. And you're like, no, no, I'm good, I'm good. When we get down to that last thread of our rope, we're like, oh, oh, God's got a rope. And his plan is always better. Oh, absolutely. So, so talk about that. You spend how many years as a professional wrestler?
2: 25 years in the and pro wrestling
1: business. And we're not talking Greco-Roman wrestling. We're talking... We're talking TV pro wrestling,
2: right? And I spent ten years prior to that as an amateur. So yeah, thirty-five years of my life.
1: And you can walk
2: late in the day, yes. In the morning, <laughs> <laughs> that might be a different story. But yes, yes, yeah, no, I, I, I can guess. still move around. No doubt.
1: There's, yeah, no. I, I mean, because that's a that's a tough job. I mean, it, because you do everything that pro football players do, but you don't have pads.
2: True, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> true. And they're always breaking you
1: over tables and throwing chairs over your head. How in the world did you find Jesus in the pro wrestling world?
2: Well, you know what? When I was in the pro wrestling world, I was caught up in myself, and that's why I said my process was a 25 year process. When I moved from Miami, I moved to. So you Kiss- grew up in Miami? Uh, actually, New York, Miami, Miami to Kissimmee. Okay. So when I got there, I uh, needed a vehicle, and I'd always lease vehicles because you know I just wanted to move things around. And uh, Toyota dealership was there where. David Moss Sr. was the general sales manager, which I did not know because I didn't know him. I walked into it and another wrestling buddy of mine who works with us also, uh, Tonga Fafita, known as uh, King Haku. I see him and I say, hey, brother, what's going on? Hey, how are you? you?" Yeah, I'm here to look at a vehicle. Let me introduce you to general sales manager, David Moss. So it became a friendship and it became a friendship over that time. But I was still in the wrestling business and I was looking for um, Tonga because I'd just come back from Japan and they were doing an old-timers reunion tour. So I wanted to get a hold of him, but he had changed his cell phone number, kept calling his house, leaving messages, leaving messages. So I said, let me call David. And what I'll do is he'll have his phone number because I know he's got to have it because we're all close. And I'll call him. So I called senior and i said hey hey hi, rick how you doing baba i said uh do you have tonga's new cell phone number because i've been trying to get a hold of him oh yeah i'll give it to you but um you can talk to him now he works for me i said works for you handed me the phone he told me he got into sales get back on the phone with david senior and he says when are you going to retire like the big man i said well i got a year left on my contract i uh i you know, appreciate the offer but i'm going to see what's you know what's available in a year and then uh you know see what's going on so i didn't think nothing of it still thinking you know had my faith but just wasn't wasn't there you know and i'm and i'm going and i didn't want to move to connecticut so i didn't renew i said well i can do this once again me thinking i can do this and i've all had those moments and i can get this because i did this and this is my talent and i'm creative and i'm this and i'm that and it started to deteriorate and deteriorate and deteriorate Then I'm in Puerto Rico and I'm on a bus, which is the first thing I was coming back from the gym and another wrestlers on there. And he says, I know business is tough down here um, because this is the first time I've ever seen you not in a car or have a car of your own or have your own place. You're actually riding a bus like me. And then I, I got mad. You know, I got mad at the fact that, well, I failed and this, that and the other. And then I'm riding to the office and I'm on that bus. And I don't know what came over me, but it came over me. And I went into a loud, loud voice on that public bus. That's it. God, I give up. I'm done. Do what you want. It doesn't matter to me anymore. I can't do this. I am at the bottom. I'm about ready to jump off. So do what you need to do with me, whatever it is. If it's falling apart, let it fall. I really, really, really need help. And the people on the bus are looking at him like, this guy's got too many chair shots. Do we have to pull over? Do we have to call the police? Even the bus driver says, are you all right? You need to slow down. No, you don't understand. And I was at the top of my lungs, right? And a voice came over me and it said, call David. And I'm thinking, not thinking David Senior. I'm thinking of my tag team partner, who's David Sierra. So I don't think anything of it. I call him, and he said, hey, good thing you called me. I got this tour going on in the Northwest. You know, it's like 18, 20 days, et cetera, et cetera. You'll make this amount of money. I said, okay, okay. So then they finished, and I'm back in the same boat. And that same voice came in, and it said, call David. And I said, I didn't call David. I called him, and I'm still in the same boat. Call David. And then it dawned on me, it must be David Moss. I called him. And I said, hey, David. goes, hey, Rick, how you doing? I said, "Uh, listen, uh, everything good? Family good? Yeah, yeah. Is that offer still on the table? Well, yeah. He had just bought a dealership. And I said, well, I'll come in and I'll be home November 30th. He said, okay, see you December 1st. So I transitioned from one job to the other job without anything going, and then it hit me like a brick. I didn't do this. God did this. God sent me. God introduced me to David 25 years ago, and it took me another 10 years to get to where I was at. Hmm. That's a journey. That is a journey.
1: And what's cool is that for the last 15 years, you've been discipled by David Moss, and you've got a chance to help disciple his son.
0: Hmm. That's true. See how you know it works?
1: That's I know how it works. It's, it's <laughs> awesome. David Moss, this, what I saw it, it, you know, when I was talking with one of your sales guys last week, it's like, man, we had church today in our sales meeting. first of all, I've been in those sales meetings. I've had guys, friends of mine who have worked at big dealerships. I don't think I've ever heard them call one of those sales meetings as a church meeting. (laughs) And and they're talking about, we had church today. I don't need to go to church on Sunday. We had church today. What are those sales meetings like? I mean, you're, tell me what you're talking to these guys about.
0: Like I said, we start every day with the devotion and then we relate the devotion to our personal lives. and we relate the devotion to our business lives. And we really, you know, a lot of, a lot of dealerships focus on just training. they training on the steps to a sale. And don't get me wrong, there's steps to a sale, like there's steps to putting clothes on. I mean, there's a process. But the process and the steps don't really matter if you don't have the right people. So we really just devote all of our time and energy into our people and helping make their lives outside of the workplace better. Because if their lives outside of the workplace is better, their lives inside the workplace is better. And that's really what it comes down to. We do. We, we, we talk about how to grow our relationships with God first. We, we talk about how to grow our relationships with our spouse with our parents, with our brothers and sisters and friends and neighbors. And once we start to do that, it's funny because those people end up wanting to, it's like servanthood. You serve somebody, they end up serving you. They don't realize it, but they do. It's like you go to tie somebody's shoe. If you bend down and go to tie a, tra- a stranger's shoe, they're usually going to say, no, 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 here, stand up. And they'll grab your hand and stand you up. So your act of service turned into them acting service for you. And I just think that's really that's really what we've been doing, and it's it's really been paying off
1: you're hearing stories right here in tampa bay this month but you can reproduce these stories anywhere in the country if you are a car dealer whether you're here in tampa bay or listen to this podcast somewhere around the world know that you can live out your faith as a car dealer i did it as a used car guy not near the scale that david moss and his team is doing at moss nissan in newport ritchie and in crystal river florida but it's fun to hear the stories david and it's fun to hear how you and rick are talking about living out your faith each and every day but as you said you got to help guys fix their lives outside of work so that it doesn't, so that they can do a better job. You know, that's one of the reasons why Martha and I do together on Tuesdays and talk about marriage and relationships because on Tuesdays we focus, well, not because of Tuesdays, on Tuesdays we focus on marriage and relationships because as Christ followers, if our marriages are a mess, our witness is destroyed. And if we're not working on our marriages and our marriages are on a shining light, even, even through the struggles, it can still be a shining light. Then People are going to go, well, if they're Christians and they can't make, make their marriage work, well, what's the point of even trying? <laughs> okay, so I always ask people that have high power positions, okay, how are you protecting your marriage? So I'm coming to you, Ricky, next. Okay, David, you've been married how many years now?
0: Seven years, going on seven eight, years. You obviously. got two kids, three kids, three girls,
1: three kids, three girls. So between the two of you, you got six girls, and yeah. you've set up a national endowment fund then for the weddings or what?
0: <laughs> they're going to look. They're gonna,
1: uh, yeah. Let me just tell you about something about little girls. That ain't happening. Just yeah. so you know, but little boys—they're all about eloping. Little girls—they're all about the dress and the huge crowd and the pomp and circumstance. So you can dream the little eloping thing. I offered my daughter a check. I said, "I'll write you this." She hasn't got married yet, but at one point in time, I thought she was going to date a, date and marry a guy. I said, "I'll just cut you the check if you'll just just elope." And she goes. No, I don't think so, Dad. All right. So, how, what are you doing intentionally? Your bride's name is what again? Stacy. Stacy. All right. So, Stacy, we're going to make sure I send this, at least part of this clip, to uh, Stacy.
0: Go
1: ahead. Um, that's good. So, what are you doing to protect your marriage to Stacy? Because that's your number two priority in life, but your number one ministry in life. What are you doing to protect that marriage when you're working night and day and weekends to run this car dealership, Moss Nissan?
0: Well, you know, you, you never stop working. You never stop working. It's not like at 6 o'clock you stop working or at 8 o'clock you stop working. And you also never stop loving. You also never stop loving your wife. And, and my wife is my very best friend. My wife knows more about me than any of my guy friends in my life, knows more about me than Ricky, and Ricky watched me grow up. My wife is everything to me. I protect her more than I'll protect I'll take her back over anybody's back. And what I love about my wife, I love that she <sighs> – there's so much I love about her. What I love so much about her is that she's, she has no problem – standing up for what she believes. And she's actually one of the real—she's been one of the biggest influences in me in following my passion and my love for Christ. She witnessed to me when I was a young, crazy car-selling kid. And she witnessed to me, and she never stopped. She never stopped believing in me. She never stopped praying for me. She never stopped—she became my very best friend. And I am so thankful that God allowed me to mature so that she would marry me because that has been the biggest blessing of my life. And what I do to protect our marriage yep. is I love her every second of every day. Okay, and, but that's not always enough for a woman. I'm going to challenge
1: you. It's nice yep, that you love her. And, me. And, I like this. You know, it's nice that you love her because it's important that your wife, she needs to know you love her. But what are you doing? I mean, like, like what's your calendar look like? How does she look at your calendar and see that you love her?
0: Well, what's really cool about it is um, for, for, for Christmas this year, it's it's kind of like, Yes, I know I I court my wife, Um, but she also courts me. It's really cool. We both have these really neat things that we love to do. And for Christmas this year, she gave me a box. And every month, there's a specific date based on what I like to do and what she likes to do and what we like to do together. And this month says, we're going to go ice skating. We're going ice skating uh, next weekend. And we got the girls got a good ice skating on I
1: four you. So there was ice in the ditches. Just <laughs> so you know, I, I know. am not kidding. I am not kidding. There was ice in the ditches yesterday.
0: So so we, we 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 go on these intentional dates that we both enjoy, We're both very athletic. We're, we're not so much the sitting at a dinner, having a rose and a candlelit dinner. That's just not really our thing. We like to go out and camp. We like to go out and rock climb. You, you've
1: asked her that question. Honey, yeah. if I get, took you out to dinner and gave you flowers, you wouldn't want that? You've said that to
0: her? She's, uh, and, and Stacy, don't hate me for answer telling the story. Question. I am. Okay, answer the question. Yes or no? Have you ever asked her that question? Have I? Honey, you know what? if I brought I ha- you
1: roses and we went out for dinner, is that something you'd you, you'd like, no, I don't want to do that. Let's go run Mount Kilimanjaro.
0: Yes, what? she would rather do that. Okay. And I have asked that Stacey, question. Stacey,
1: call into the studio line, 877-943-9673. All right, so the calendar, so once a month, the calendar reflects you and Stacy.
0: Once a month, the calendar reflects me and Stacy, but that's not the only time it reflects us. So, okay. when we first got married, uh, before we got married, she's from a long line of pastors. Um, her parents were missionaries. Her uncles are pastors, so they all made sure they courted me a lot before they allowed me to marry Stacy. So they made us do this uh, love dare challenge, and oh, it was that really was fantastic, cool,
1: fantastic. The
0: love dare challenge. To this day, we both know and, and understand each other's love language. So I try, and it's hard, you know, because if, if you know your love language, you you want others to, to to pour, you know, to continually pour into your love tank, but you really don't want to have to pour into theirs because you want it to. You want the love language to be similar. Well, Stacy's love language is act of service. She loves when I. Just out of nowhere, we'll, we'll do something that will take time away from her being able to just be the mom and the mother and the wife that she's just amazing at being. So like the other day, she mentioned as she was walking out the door to take the girls to school, um, which they go it, – it, we drive an hour one way every day to school, and it's the best school out there. I don't know if I can name drop. Of course. But- Cambridge Christian absolute best school out there best people We, we featured
1: him right here and I work for him. They We'd amazing. love to have them as we'd love to be able to have them talk about them all the time on the air here. They They're just, absolutely They just need amazing. somebody to underwrite them to be part of the show. That'd be great. I know. I wonder if That would be who fantastic. Could do that. I don't
0: know. I don't know. So, as she as she's walking out the door, take your girls to Cambridge Christian. She's like she's like, "Man, I really need to clean this mudroom when I get back." And she left. And right when she left, I went to work. I cleaned that mudroom spick and span. It was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And she walked in and she texted me. I was at work by the time she got back and she's like, babe, like the, just the cutest thing ever. It's just, you know what? I'm just going to say this because there's no real right or wrong answer. You have to constantly pour love into your Mm -hmm. wife. If you want your wife to love you, you got to love her. You got to focus on her. You know, there, I hate it when I go, when I'm busy with meeting and meeting and meeting and next thing you know, it's two o'clock and I haven't called my wife, text my wife, FaceTime my wife and talk to my wife. It's, it drives me insane. I'm constantly thinking about her just like we're constantly thinking about God. Hmm. how can we better our relationship with God? How can we better our relationship with our spouse? At the end of the day, it's really the two most important relationships you got.
1: What do you do on an on a, at least on an annual basis to to get your wife away from the three girls so that you can just work on your marriage? Do you guys have a plan to get away every year to, to just work on your marriage?
0: I would answer like, that question. Region? I would answer that question. Absolutely. Okay. But I can't answer that question because— It's on the air. It's on the air, and okay. she's probably listening. So I don't want to—
1: If you're listening, Stacey, we want to hear your perspective on all this. Look the phone. No, it's not calling.
0: Okay. All (laughs) right.
1: But okay, but you've had seven years of history. Yes. Every year have you done something specifically to build up your marriage and get away from the kids? Absolutely. Okay. You have to. You absolutely
0: I mean time is not of the essence. I mean, you do not get time, especially when the kids start school. It is not an easy thing to go on dates. It is not an easy thing to set si- set aside time.
1: No, you got to have family around in order to be able to watch the kids or a mentor couple that can do it. Okay. So, when you I was going to think about something else. I lost it. All right. All right. Well, we were talking about dating, we were talking about you getting away and yeah, it's gone. All right.
0: It'll we're, come back to you. It will it,
1: it will it'll come back probably right during the break. All right. Ricky Santana, you've been married 28 years. 28 years. You got years. three girls. Yep. You got one of them married and you got a grandbaby, too.
2: Yeah. And one on the way.
1: I and know this is, so those yes. so coming up on Congrats, number two. Congrats, buddy. All right. Thank you. So you got married in the middle of your pro wrestling career. Yes. Wow. And she stayed with you during your pro wrestling career.
2: Yes. Traveling which... across
1: the nation. You're always gone. Gone. Um, this is the way I look at your it. Your wife's but... first name? Mimi. Mimi. All right. So just in case Mimi's calling, we're going to verify. Mimi, eight seven seven nine four three right. Go ahead.
2: For me. For me. What for do you, me. What are you doing? How did you get this to work? Sorry. Um. Behind every good man is a great woman. She has always been there, took care of the family, allowed me to pursue my dream, which was the wrestling business. Um, At times during that whole stretch, I felt like I was being selfish because I didn't miss any graduations or field days or birthdays. I, I flew home, whether it was a red eye, whatever I had to do. But still with all that, I felt that I was not giving them what they had given to me. And as a, as a man, you know, we think a little different than how a female thinks. Okay. What what Ricky just said there, if men would just
1: understand that Ricky say that again, slow though, because there's men listening. Yes. Men think
2: completely different than a woman. You could write a book by that and they could just have those words and it'd be a bestseller. (laughs) For sure. Absolutely. Um, Because if, my wife would ask me if there's something on my mind, what's wrong? My typical answer would be nothing, right? Because I don't want to wear her down because she's got the kids. She's got school. She's got everything else going on. I don't want to add anything to her burden. Sure. So I just kind of hold it in and say, I'll take care of this. I'm the man out of the house. That's my job. That's what I'm supposed to do. But then again, I got to thinking as years go by. Communication is the key to anything, whether it's in the workplace, whether it's at home, whether it's your kids, whether it's your spouse. If there's no communication and understanding, you don't have anything. I look at it at this analogy. Um, Women are like the plane that's about to land. It circles the airport to get clearance to come in and a nice, smooth landing. Men, on the other hand, think like an aircraft carrier. Boom, I'm down, boom, I'm up, and I'm gone. And you can't do that because communication is key, because women like details. So you, for the first 13 years of your marriage, though, you didn't—you weren't a Jesus follower.
1: So you no. were a pain in the butt to deal with. Oh, Not that I you were was, a pain in the butt afterwards, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, you were a pain in the butt pro wrestler, yeah. traveling all the time. That's it. And, and, and she stayed with you, which is, a, a, you know, to Mimi, hats off. So as you gave your life to Christ 15 years ago,
2: was Mimi already a Christ follower, or did she come to Christ after you? Well, she came after the fact. Okay, because uh, we, you know, we both grew up were, you know, Hispanic, and and uh, God is really important, but it was never a devotion to that point. Right. And, and what, like I said, what got me turned around is, you know, you have to be humble. When you hit rock bottom, is when you do decide that I can't do this. And she saw me go through all that, and she was there every step of the way. And I just want to say, you know, on the air, I'm sorry for putting you through that. You didn't deserve that. You deserved better. Mm.
1: And, and no truer words, of almost every woman we've ever married deserved
2: better. We all marry
1: up. We all married up. Uh, thank <laughs> you for true. sharing that, Ricky. Yes. All right, here's what I was going to ask you. I, I remembered it. Do your girls know, David Moss, that they are a secondary priority to your wife?
0: 100%. And it's hard. It's really hard. You know, the, one of the really neat things that we did is we actually put a king-size bed and a queen-size bed together. And we're one of those, I guess you could call us crazy but we all co-sleep. I got five people in the bed every single night, and I wouldn't change it for the world. But what's great about that is we can lay down with our girls, get them to bed, and then we can go have our own popcorn night and movie night and workout night every single night.
1: I'm gonna leave that all alone because to each his own or if his work over your family, that's fantastic. As long as it doesn't hurt, of course, the intimacy part of your marriage. Wow. Thanks for being transparent in that last segment. As you guys talked about your marriages and and your wives, you honored them. And and that's as a Christ following gentleman, we are there to love our wives like Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. And if every man would love their wife, like Christ loved the church, no woman would ever have a hard time submitting to his leadership. And our country would be changed because our kids would see that, you know, it's, it's, you guys honored your wives, and I just want to thank you for doing that. That was really powerful. And, uh, you know, I I know I sent you the questions, and I know you were thinking about them right before the show, but that was awesome, and I appreciate that. And I can't wait for your wives to hear that because they will be honored. And, and if they're listening, they certainly could call in at 877 943 9673. All right. Okay. I think our listeners could use a little education, or I like to call it sometimes when I was on the used car lot. Let me just give you a little education because. So many people are freaked out about buying a used car. Not only the fact that they're buying a used car, but the process is so full of games and tricks and triggers, and buying a new car seems somewhat simpler, yet they're both complex, and they're both designed, at most dealerships, to be confusing to the consumer, to get them to buy something, regardless of whether it's what they came in to buy or not.
0: That's true, unfortunately.
1: I, I, so... Let's help people understand that a little bit better. Now, you're talking from a Moss Nissan experience, but help people. They're not always going to be able to buy cars from you. You're not always going to have what they need.
0: Absolutely. So where it normally starts, um, I'd like to just basically identify where buying starts. Buying is basically a transfer of emotions. We were talking about that at lunch today. Yes. It's where the emotions, you see something on the road that looks really good, and you're like, what is that? Oh, man, you see the badge. It's a Nissan. So then you, you Google Nissan wherever you're at whoever's buying up the space is going to pop up and you're going to click their link unfortunately that's where it starts it normally starts with a phone call or a website visit and the biggest the biggest game of all and the most unfortunate part is when you start online when you start on the phone the people who are basically there answering online and on the phone are trained just to get you in they'll say whatever they'll 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 make all the false promises and it's unfortunate so one of the but you at Moss Nissan, it's different. At Moss Nissan, we
1: believe. Let's do the in comparison being,
0: contrast for all these steps. So, I, and I'm not, I'm not here to boast about us. I no, mean, I asked
1: the question. You weren't boasting. I asked the question.
0: All right. Well, we make mistakes. I want to say that we make mistakes. We're human. We have errors. There's things we can constantly work on. So, I just want to throw that out there. But a couple of things we try to pride ourselves in is full transparency. Just, just straight up full transparency. And the hardest thing is, is when somebody starts and they have, say, they have three places they want to do business with or or would give their business to because of convenience, location maybe. Then they go online and they shop the same kind of car, same kind of miles, whatever, if it's new or used, and they look at what? The price, right? That's why Amazon's so easy. You go on Amazon, you type in what you want, you look for the cheapest price. If it's prime, you hit buy, it's at your doorstep in two days. So a lot of people buy based on price. So when you go online, there's a lot of room on the website for fine print, unfortunately. And <laughs> when you so when true. So when you're online, <laughs> you can look and see a beautiful picture of a beautiful loaded car, and there's so many loopholes for new cars, and there's even more loopholes for used cars. So you see a price, you see this car, and you're like, wow, this one's $3,000 less than the next two dealerships. So what do you do? You click on that one. And most likely you call on that one, and most likely they say, yeah, come on in. When would you like to come in? We'll go over everything with you then. When would you like to come in? And you show up, and then they explain, well, that was pre-trade in assistance. That was pre-financing assistance. That was, that was before this and that and the other. And next thing you know, you're actually more expensive than you would have been at the other dealerships. That's the games you're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Some of them. So that's kind of where it happens. And when Ricky – Ricky's my internet manager at Moss Nissan in Newport Ritchie. And what I love about him and our team upstairs is we believe in full transparency. Unfortunately, we might lose opportunities because people do call us and say, hey, give me your best price. That's the everyone's favorite line, right? Like people just naturally, what's your best price? Well, best price doesn't really matter. What about value? What do you really need? What do you really need in a car? Do you best price there's a lot of cheap things out there you can buy but when you're looking for the best price you're, what you're really asking is what's the best value for your lifestyle so what we try to find out is what is a customer absolutely looking for what's going to suit their needs and their lifestyle the best sometimes they may call in on a Sentra and they really need an ultima that's unheard of in the car business you don't want to you don't want to raise a customer up because then they might not be able to afford it but if if we truly believe that the car is the customers looking for and they need is not the car they're inquiring about. We'll actually try to steer them at the, in that direction. Unfortunately, like I said, sometimes they'll go to a different dealership because the quote unquote price is lower. And unfortunately they'll get the games played with them. Like you said, you've experienced. Um, and that's an unfortunate part, but transparency is important. There's a couple things that we do at Moss Nissan that are totally our own thing. And we believe in value. We want people to have value we want people to enjoy their car. We don't want them to have to stress out about maintenance and stress out about protections and everything like that because a car is just one component. I mean, you got a car payment, you got an insurance payment, you got a gas payment, you got maintenance, you got all the normal upkeep. There's a lot of components that go into oh. owning a vehicle. Yeah, everyone think, likes to focus Since on, vehicles
1: today cost what a house used to cost me, right? right? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you think about it, Ricky, your first yeah. house, do you remember what you paid for it? uh yeah it's about the price of
0: an armada <laughs> yeah. yeah if you think about that and that was a nice house and it? that yes. armada sucks gas
1: i mean come on i'm sure the new ones do better oh okay. they're
0: great yeah actually my mom just bought an armada last night mom if you're listening congratulations enjoy yeah, and that moss care
1: they're so yeah Moscare. so talk about <laughs> i mean and that was really one of those things when when martha and i were looking at a used used minivan up at your place you know uh, keith just kept saying hey moss is included i'm like yeah but I don't even need it because it's so far away. I'm not going to do it. And you're like, no, no, no. Look at what's included in this. And there were things, let me just say it on there, that I absolutely could have taken advantage of and it wouldn't have been worth the drive. You include so much stuff as part of the package. When somebody leaves there, they've bought a vehicle, but they've also have been they've also been taking care of for future issues down the road. It's There's not a lot of that hidden stuff. If something breaks on their way home, it's not, it's not their problem. You actually are like, no, we're
0: going to take care of you. On a new car or a used car, you're going to get Moss Care from us. And it's just – it's it's something that we've that we've really enjoyed. We've really enjoyed um, passing on to our customers because it really has a lot of value. When we do it, it's up to $9,000 of value if we did every individual thing right. by itself. Unfortunately, what a lot of people focus on, and even the sales guys, they, they end up just kind of getting caught oil up in changes. it. And they get caught up in thinking that Moss Care is just free oil changes. It's not – It's tire rotations, oil changes, nitrogen refills for life, and there's no stipulation. A lot of the places that say you have to, that you get free oil changes for life, there's a stipulation, once again, the fine print, saying that if they go and get an air filter changed at a different dealership. Then they void their oil changes for the rest of their life. We want you. We, we want all of our customers to enjoy all those benefits.
1: But Ricky, when when people call into other dealership, well, they call in your dealership. Right. People want questions answered. You well, know, see, one that, one one of the things like uh, like internet guys. It's just saying right. I know you're just dying to talk. Yes. That I reached out to multiple dealerships looking for minivans, and I was and, and I would email them and say, Hey, would you call me and tell me is this
2: thing still in stock? They would not ever call me back. See that—that's that, the difference, and and me being in the internet and dealing with that—that that, you know people making inquiries. The biggest thing I, I feel is that first phone call. It is so important, and I call you not to say, "Hey, come on in, I got it." I call you to say, "Hey, can I answer any questions you may have about the inquiry on the Nissan Altima?" And they go, "Well, yeah, this, this, and this, and that, and this," and, and I answer the questions. And I don't mind spending three, four, 5, 10, 15 minutes, however long it takes to make sure that, that customer has all the necessary information to make the right buying decision. Right. Because a car is an investment and it's a lifetime investment for some people. So you have to understand and you have to be human. When your disclaimer is longer than your name, There's a problem. (laughs) (laughs) Longer than your name. Yeah. Longer than, you know,
1: some Hollywood people's names that have been married eight or nine times. I mean, it's just amazing.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it is. And I try to rest assured them and I always tell them, look, I'll give you all of your options. Once you make selection, which is the hardest part, you'll have all your options. And if it works for you, Leave me your old car. Take my new one home. And if it doesn't, we're still friends.
1: All right. So people want to know that when they call you, that they're going to be treated nicely. But they, they want to know that there's not going to be games played. Because that's the biggest thing. They're like, you know, and people that have bought a used car the old way and bought yep. a car the Nissan, Moss Nissan way, do you ever get comments back from people going, hey, that was, I mean, do you ever get positive comments saying that was a different kind of experience? Of
2: course. Every day. Look Every at Every day. <laughs> Every day I get them, you know what? This was the easiest process, and I've been buying cars for 40 years. And my dad was tough, and he's as tough as nails, and he just loves you, and we're sending you business. That, to me, that, to me, is more important than any type of quota you may hit or anything that you may want to accomplish. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: It's, it's incredible, and it's so humbling, too, because all we, we, just, we wear our hearts on our sleeve. I mean, that's what we – you asked how our meetings are. We tell our guys to be who they are. We don't want them to be robotic. We don't want them to say the when someone walks up say, "Hey, welcome to Boston, Nissan. What can I help you buy today?" or say something specific that everyone has to say. Just serve. Be a serve be a, be a servant. Serve your customers answer their questions if you don't know the answer don't lie say i do not know that is a great question i will find out before you leave and
1: well, write it down well and that's what i noticed when you walk into a lot of dealers there's always people as you call them the hawks or the uh, uh what's charges, a, the sharks? Well, charges, the people the buzzards, who sit at the door at the buzzards. buzzards they're swarming <laughs> and, and and they come up to you like oh how can i help you today how can i show you this i mean and what i noticed well, i was greeted like i was being greeted at church just with a lot of respect it was incredible we got to go david moss Ricky Santana, thanks for being on I Work For Him today. Thanks for highlighting what's going on at Moss Nissan and sharing your testimonies and your marriages. Really appreciate it, guys.
0: Appreciate Thank you for having us. Yeah, appreciate it, it, you just, having us Just
1: on. amazing, an amazing day. Check out Moss Nissan online at mossnissan.com, M-A-U-S-Nissan.com. You've been listening to the I Work For Him radio program with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Just remember, your workplace, it's your mission field. You're there to help set the captives free. The kingdom is ready for new workers. Just say it along with us each and every day. I work for him.